This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I believe inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot. I've done a lot. And I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up, what's up? It's your boy Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World Podcast. Feel free to follow us everywhere at Vail's World Podcast. That's Twitter, that's Facebook, that's Instagram, that's Apple Podcasts, that's Spotify, that's wherever you can find your podcast at. If you would like me to be a guest on anything you have coming, or you would like to be a guest or sponsor for an upcoming episode, feel free to email us at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Hope you all enjoy the show. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, it's been a while. I've been doing a lot of traveling these last couple of weeks and still traveling for this month of June. Some good, some bad. For those that's new, we usually start off with the good read. And then we go into the segment called What's Poppin'. And what's poppin' is, you know, current events and things that's happening in my life and things around me. And then we have the hot topic at the end of the show which is going to be a good one. If you all see the title, you know it's going to be a good one. <laughs> um, for those that's not informed, just make sure y'all tune in and y'all get that. But let's get on with the show. So the good read for today's episode is Getting Past No, Negotiating in Difficult Situations by William Urey. Getting Past No is the state-of-the-art book on negotiation for the 21st century, right? There's a lot of books that I've been reading on negotiating, never split the difference. Uh, what else I have up here as I look up and see what's on my list? Uh, getting to Yes and all those other good books. And what happens is once you read one book, they kind of psych the other books in. You start learning all these different ways to negotiate, which was very difficult for me because I felt very uncomfortable for a thousand reasons. It may help people, you know, like us deal with tough times, tough people and tough negotiations. You don't have to get mad or have to get even. Instead, you get what you want. And this really helped me out with all of my relationships, understanding my intent as well as what is the end goal and how do I get there? You know, every negotiation isn't an argument, isn't a debate. You know, it's, it's a it's a friendly game and and we are introduced to this table and everyone have different tactics uh, in which we use to get our way. So when I start programming my brain to thinking like that, opposed to people trying to get over, um, am I coming off too angry, the angry black man? Or are they coming off as an angry individual? 
being able to change my lenses to the whole negotiation game and I, I just embrace it. I have fun. I love it. It's um, very, very exciting now that I was able to change my lens. Getting Past No is a great book for anyone that's interested in improving their negotiation skills, either at the sales table or at the dinner room table with their family and loved ones. Again, Getting Past No, Negotiating Difficult Situations by William Urey. Check it out. Let me know what y'all feel about the book if y'all have time. If there's any reads that you all have and that y'all interested in me getting to to flipping some pages, feel free to email us at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com and make sure you put good read in the subject. Yeah, that was a, a, a pretty dope book. What's popping? I feel like I say this different every time I say it. I'm going to find out a way to say it eventually. But what's popping? Um, again, this episode is way overdue. But I met Roy Jones Jr., and that's one of my favorite boxers of all time. His story has always been amazing, like a lot of boxers. And I I actually had an opportunity to meet this guy in real life, which was pretty amazing. Um, went to a charity event. It was a foundation that was created to help student athletes make it to and through college. It was founded by a guy that was a basketball standout from the University of Florida, um, Dan Cross. Great guy. And he continues to just give back to not only his kids, but kids in the community. And it was 10 scholarship recipients being honored that day. And then we had the keynote, Roy Jones. So I got the invite last minute, uh, the day before the event. And I just made sure that I got my ticket in. I was able to show up and it was great just hearing Roy Jones story um, on different parts of his life, how he got in boxing, the challenges that he encountered um, while be- becoming a professional boxer. And then the, the things that he, you know, challenges that he had as he got older. And it was great that he shared that with all of us, especially the youth. So they won't think that everything is just going to be good and dandy in the athletic realm. One of the most impactful moments of the day, which was crazy. I didn't know I was going to participate in that. Um, and I was, they, they kind of closed out the, the conversation piece, the, quick, the Q&A piece. Um, but I stood up and I just took the moment to acknowledge uh, Roy Jones and what he meant for me during the times of his prime. Right? We have Roy Jones, the, the boxer, but we also have Roy Jones um, the rapper, <laughs> and that was a a beautiful time. Remember playing fight night, and everyone was boxing like Roy Jones before we was boxing like Floyd Mayweather, and you know, in the street slap boxing and things of that nature. Everybody was fighting like Roy Jones, uh, <laughs> which was which was great, and everybody uh, knew headbusters and well headbangers, and it, you know. Like I said, I ain't really going to details, but you know, the song that he had, I smoke. I drank, I'm supposed to stop, but I can't. Like, we mixed that up so many times to make it child-friendly or uh, athletic-friendly, like for basketball games, football games. Like, that was a song that pumped us up before and, and after games when we won because we all just wanted to do it big. 
Uh, so being able to stand up and acknowledge him in that space was great. And the, the two times that I have seen him um, during the event, like he reached out and gave me a big five and a hug, man. He's like, thank you. So it was. It seemed like it filled his cup. Like although he was there to fill the cups of others, that moment was able to fill his cup. And, and there was a guy that was walking around. He's like, and he, we had a long conversation, you know, six minutes at a, at a networking event. It's pretty long. But we had a long conversation. He was telling me how he wanted a picture and how he wanted to make sure that we got a picture. And I was trying to really stray away from it. I'm not really the, the picture taking type. Although I take pictures and although I'm pretty good at taking a picture when someone convinced me to take a picture. Um, so, so just being able to take the picture uh, with him was pretty great. Thank you, John, for making that happen. And I appreciated that moment. Um, the second part, you know, of what's popping with me really isn't the, the happiest of moments, but um, a couple of weeks ago, I visited St. Louis. And it was a lot. So I got there Wednesday. My little cousin and friend room awake was all the same day. Um, so as soon as I got off the plane, got dressed, picked up my little brother, and we had uh, headed to the venue uh, for the for the session. And it was it was it was a lot. Um, it was a lot finding out about my little cousin's death. It was a lot being there and like, this is real. Um, I know with my mom, Delphi gave me a different perspective on, on, on Delph just because of the planning of it all. Um, so, so now just being there the day of um, all the planning is done uh, was just you know, surreal in a sense. It was a, a very, very, um, emotional day uh, for me although I, I didn't really show it uh, but internalizing every you know all the different moving parts um I went to the repass and at the repass one thing that kind of like blew me and tapped me back into that moment that space of um uh, being triggered was um hearing my baby cousin his son uh, baby jack Ask about his dad, like saying, you know, where my daddy at? I'm waiting on my dad. And um, just knowing how happy, how free he was and not really being able to process the day and what's going on. Um, it, 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 it was a lot um, for, for me and being able to keep my composure and, um, and, and support him in that moment the best way I could. So that that was, you know, and and during that visit in St. Louis, uh, or two other individuals that I seen during my 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 visit uh, that actually passed um, over the weekend and over last week. And so I'll be back in St. Louis in a couple of days. Uh, to support my family, um, I have another cousin that died in a car accident, and I actually seen him in the club during my visit, and was able to chop it up with him for a little minute, you know, quick minute, and to hear that he died in a car accident was crazy. And then the guy that we uh, that I went, you know, that I know of through college, 
Um, he passed uh, from a car accident as well, and I actually seen him at my little cousin's repass. Um, so it's, it's it's just a lot just dealing with death in the city. And although it's not gun violence, it seems like car accidents are starting to bridge the gap between deaths um, in the city. So I'm just pray for the city. I'm pray for everyone that's involved. I'm gonna pray for everyone um, that, that's going through uh, the grieving process, and in hopes that we find peace and happiness and and joyous occasion. Um, through it all it's definitely going to be a lot if you haven't if you not interested you know take the time to seek therapy um that there are some affordable options out there you just have to seek there are opportunities if you speak with your therapist and let them know your financial uh, restraints uh, a lot of good therapists they try to work with you on that and figure out different ways that you know you can make it happen um but yeah, so you know, you all know me. I'm I'm constantly going through therapy just to get better um, and release some of these things. So outside of talking to you all, um, I love talking to my therapist to help me get through these moments. And then another piece. So as we get closer to Juneteenth, ah, so Juneteenth has become a big thing. Um, it has been the, it, you know, don't quote me on this, but it is the oldest uh, day of memorial for slavery than the ending, the abolishment of enslavement. And what Juneteenth uh, rec- you know, resembles is on June 19, 1865, enslaved people in Gaveston, Texas learned the Civil War had ended. And that the Emancipation Proclamation had freed them almost two years prior to finding out. So Texas was still a slavery state. And no one, like, there wasn't cell phones, there wasn't social media, so everything was word of mouth, newspaper, things of that nature. And it was two years after the Emancipation Proclamation um, was signed that these individuals found out that they were free. Which means America really wasn't free until June 19th. So, you know, all black people didn't get their freedom until June 19th, 1865. Even though the paper was signed two years before. Juneteenth is now an official holiday. Louisiana thank you Louisiana and not only so according to US News and World Report it was an un, un, like unanimously like voted it was like 87 to 0 uh, in the house and then it was 37 to 0 in the Senate so it was like no one battled or went against it and hopefully this starts a, a huge surge for you know, other states to really identify this date. And, you know, although in recent years we have seen more of a recognition to this date and, and we have cities and, and, and towns supporting and different organizations supporting Juneteenth, it's a beautiful thing. I have seen some of the posts where uh, individuals are kind of like hoping that 
the woke people of, you know, five, six years ago don't start uh, rising and saying, oh, now, you know, we've been celebrating this and just, you know, feeling entitled to the day is thank you all for, you know, advocating for the day, advocating for um, everything that's surrounded about black excellence. You all did your part that got us here where states are finally recognizing the impact that June 19, 1865 in Texas have, have given us. So you know, it's, it's a part of the process, man. So it's a part of progression, and I'm glad that we finally there. I can't wait to see more st- what, what, how more states will respond to the Juneteenth celebration. I know Central Florida is doing great. The city of Kissimmee is doing something. Uh, Orlando is doing something and they're working with a lot of black vendors, um, business owners, um, entrepreneurs, creators. It's, it's beautiful, man. So I look forward to this Saturday. Although I won't be in Orlando, I will be in St. Louis um, for a funeral, but I'll make sure that I share what I can um, on the social media sites and platforms because it's going to be a lot of excellence this weekend and then we also have father's day right after which father's day has been promoted like father's day of every other year um people really don't talk too much about father's day um but salute the fathers out there salute all the black excellence that's going to happen this weekend and i'm looking forward to it so if you all like to add to this what's popping segment and any other thing on here make sure y'all hit your boy up on our social media platforms veil world's podcast on instagram facebook and twitter feel free to shoot us an email at veils world podcast at ldmonger.com and that can be anything that can be hey i want you to be a guest on our show or hey i would like to be a guest on your show or, or if you want to figure out ways to sponsor an upcoming episode, man, feel free to holler at your boy, man. Ain't that hard, man? And for those that's out there listening, if you would like to be a monetary supporter, just go to my our anchor um site, hit that support button, and you can donate as little as ninety nine cent a month. And I'd love to say salute everybody that's been rocking with your boy that continue to support. <sighs> Without me, there will be no you. I said that wrong. Without you, there will be no me. (laughs) And I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. So now let's go to what's popping, man. So, 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 so. Kwame Brown has been in, and of course I'm a couple weeks late, Um, But Kwame Brown has been in the middle of a lot of conversation by a lot of former NBA players and current NBA players as well as commentators. Uh, If y'all don't know, Kwame Brown was a first round, first overall pick. He was a high school student. He was about 6'8", 200. He was actually built like LeBron James before LeBron James. So you got like a... 68610 guy 280 um pound dude he had a body of a grown man in high school so it was easy like to see how dominant he was and he was drafted number 1 overall <sighs> and 
that was that on that. The Wizards picked him up. Michael Jordan, that was the person. He was the the GM player coach. <laughs> Pretty much did everything. And he murdered this man's confidence. Day by day. Um, which is kind of toxic. Like, I hope he didn't pick him up in intentions to bash him. Uh, I, I hope that wasn't the case. But it was also probably just Michael Jordan being Michael Jordan, being the competitive uh, person that he is. Um, so he was, you know, became a journeyman. He made his way from D Michael Jordan to D Kobe Bryant, <laughs> which was not as pleasant. Um, if anybody know MJ and Kobe had similar personalities, but it seemed like it worked. Uh, Kwame for the Lakers was a lot better than Kwame for, um, the wizards. Then he went to all these other different places, spent about 12 years in a league. Um, made over $63 million during his time, and now he's living a regular country boy life in South Carolina. And for some reason, people continue to bring his name up. And he finally hit the internet, Twitter, Instagram, and called some of these individuals out. There's so many pokes a person can take before they poke back. And I feel like he was just tired of being poked, regardless of how he he was as an athlete. He hasn't played in seven, eight years. And y'all continue to speak on his name, continue to poke fun. It's like, after a while, it just get old and corny. And I understand his frustrations about it. And as a man, I understand why why he you know felt obligated to speak out. Um, so he spoke out very impulsively, a lot of emotion, um, a lot of frustrations that I never heard him talk ever in life. So for whatever reason, if he wants to create a podcast, if you want to create a platform where he can uh, speak and vent, if you want to create a brand for himself, you know, it was a perfect time to do it. So I don't. And he did a, a great job. Controversy builds awareness. And from there, you know, angry people create change. So from there, like everybody know who Kwame Brown is. Everyone's been following for the last two or three weeks. I believe it's starting to die down right now. Um, but he was very entertaining. He was speaking a lot of uh, perspective, you know, facts as it pertains to manhood and how to, you know, speak directly and knowing that everyone has access to everyone. So if, Personally, if anyone had any issues with him, they could have reached out and vice versa. And apparently there's been some type of disconnect. I, I feel like, you know, on the publicity side, it was great for all parties involved. Um, all the Smoke podcasts with um, Matt Bournes and, you know, and, and, and Gang was able to get some, some, some traction. Uh, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, was able to get some traction. And then Kwame Brown overall was able to get a lot of traction, especially on Twitter. A lot of memes, a lot of you know snippets of the videos were, were going out, going viral for a while. Uh, I hope he has a, a goal um, with the attention that he was able to grab and just direct that in a more positive way, in a way that, you know, you can shed light on other issues. But yeah, definitely... Definitely a guy who was given a lot at a very young age. Again, graduated from high school and went, you know, became a millionaire overnight um, under one of the greatest basketball players in the world. 
um, to this day. So that was a lot of pressure. Um, it, it, it was regardless of size and skill level and all those things. Um, and it was just a lot of, a lot of cattiness, um, that was going on. So of course I had to address a lot of people. Um, eventually they, you know, in the way, in the manner in which he addressed them, you know, I would have really took, you know, a lot of those things personal because it was real personal attacks. It wasn't about basketball at all. And I don't think he had any intentions to keep it on basketball because of how he was feeling in the moment. And now we're here. So Stephen A. Smith got called out as well, which was, man, for a long time, Stephen A. Smith, you know, he'll speak his mind. I feel like it was very corny of him and how he came back at him like, you can disagree with somebody. You can say you're trash, um, but ultimately people just want to be understood. So it's like, yeah, you trash, but knowing everything around why you were trash, which, you, you know, the circumstances and the conditions in which he was in contributed to that. You had some of the older players that, that spoke out in support of Kwame because they were seeing and experienced exactly what he was going through while he was under Michael Jordan while he was with Kobe Bryant and um, doing his career, like they were able to experience that. And that was a side that no one was speaking on and knowing how mental the game is and knowing how important it is. We talk about Michael Jordan being able to mentally abuse his opponents, <laughs> which made him perform or, or look like he was performing at a high level because they were mentally drained by the time they even got to the court uh, with Mike. And when you think about this, a 17, 18 year old like this. Number one draft pick, it's a lot sitting on his shoulders right now. And yeah, you know, he also mentioned there was a lot of number ones who didn't even play, you know, five years in the league. Uh, he was granted opportunity to pay to play 12 or 13 years um, and, and make it so he couldn't be that much of a bus or that much of a bum if he was continuing to play um, the sport for so long, which yes, he probably didn't play at the level in which we expected, but you know, everybody's not a MJ. Um, everyone's not a Kobe Bryant. There's a lot of people that made it out of high school that went straight to the pros um, back then when it was still legal. Um, that wasn't, you know, a LeBron James, like that can't be the standard. If you make it out of high school, you have to be a LeBron James. We have the White Howard. We have the J.R. Smiths. We have so many other people that just had good, subtle careers um, that did great things. And, and, and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. We have people out of college that were the number one picks that haven't done anything. Um, but, yeah, you know, making sure that we share the grace, making sure that we can say, hey, you're a bum, but I understand why. And Kwame really just want understanding, right? I was 17 years old. I had Michael Jordan verbally abusing me uh, any opportunity he got. I was too young to really process what he was trying to do, uh, which was, you know, everybody kind of have their ways. I have a coach that was an asshole to me. And, he, you know, we had a conversation when I got older that was centered around he knew how to get me 
to to perform at a level in which I didn't see at the time. And that was turning that doubt, turning the words he was saying into, you know, productive energy, which was amazing. That's how I internalize things now. Um, Charlemagne did a great job of apologizing for his statements on Kwame. Um, apparently they're from the same community and and he made some statements. He was trying to defend him, but in defending him, he was causing fame and shedding light on personal situations as it pertains to Kwame's family's background that the family didn't want mentioned, like especially tied with Kwame because we only knew Kwame, the basketball player, and and surrounded around that outside of this argument. That's all we knew. And then he was able to bring some background on his family you know, and pretty much justifying like, hey, y'all better leave him alone because, you know, they got hands. You know, they they are really about that life. Uh, so don't think that this is just a basketball, angry basketball player that's going to be an angry basketball player. This is someone that may pull up on you and really throw hands. It's not a Derek Fisher moment, uh, Matt Barnes. Um and he was saying that, and, and you know, he he got some kickback from the family and people that was close to Kwame. So he came back and apologized, um, like a man. He really just apologized and and put a period on that, and kept it pushing. And that was great for Charlemagne because he really stand on, you know, he's known for standing on what he say and his opinions and and being unapologetically about it. So it was great seeing him grow in that space and being able to just say, man, I'm sorry, man, I, I messed up. I was out of place. I was talking to y'all like I was at a barbershop, like I was, you know, sitting around with my homeboys and I wasn't. I'm on national television and national radio telling people about a, a side of an individual that I didn't even get consent to talk about. And that that was big, man. So, I, you know, Charlemagne is really the winner of this all um, because he was able to show his growth as a man as a, as a voice you know in the black community and slowly but surely become the you know one of the voices of the black community as he continued to educate himself um and and, and improve on his communication style as well as the way he he um transfer information to others so Charlemagne man I'm I'm proud of you <laughs> for that that that's a lot means a lot of you know shows a lot of growth and I'm looking forward to see where else you go, the next step that you take in your um, in your progression. Like I, I, I'm looking forward to Charlemagne having his own show soon and see what that looks like. Um, but overall, just in a black community, like you know, we are very strong, opinionated people, and we really have to understand what our actions, the things that we say and the things that we do, how they impact others. We have to be aware of these things. Yes, it's a lot. <laughs> yes, it is a lot. But you can go a long way. Being able to manage relationships, uh, being able to mend relationships, being able to own up to whatever stuff that you have going, it means a lot. And it can take you a long way. It doesn't make you soft apologizing. It doesn't, it doesn't make you soft being a bigger person. It doesn't make you soft, you know, or a bad person when you say, you know what, I'm tired of being a bigger person. I'm just finna go off. <laughs> it doesn't make you a bad person at all. Every 
there's a time, place, and, and there's moments for every situation. Just making sure that you as intentional and strategic as possible. Always keep your end goal in mind. If I'm going to do A, it may piss a lot of people off, but you know, is it going to get me closer to B than doing whatever I'm doing now? And then go for it. And being able to chunk up and accept the consequences behind it. So yeah, man, Kwame, I'm glad you was finally able to speak out. Um, put some respect on his name or just don't say his name at all. <laughs> That's all he asked for. Don't say his name at all. He's just minding his business, you know? And and that's for, you know, everybody. You know, there's a lot of Kwame's out here. There's a lot of Kwame situations out here. You know, if you can't say nothing nice, like, don't say it at all. Like, don't, don't even speak on it. And if you're willing to speak on it, just take the consequences behind it. Take all the backlash. Take all the smoke that comes with it. You know? Man up to it. Own up to it. And that's today's episode of Vail's World Podcast. Man, I hope y'all enjoy. Make sure y'all follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Vail's World Podcast. Trying to get a little more conversational. So just let me know how y'all feel about all of this and more. Um, if you would like to sponsor or be a guest on an upcoming episode, or if you like to inquire about me being a guest or anything, feel free to hit up Vail's World Podcast at ldmonger.com. If you want to be a monetary supporter hit up our anchor page hit support you can donate as little as 99 cent a month to a good cause man I really want to say invest yeah y'all know y'all can listen to us on all the, the podcasting platforms that's google play spotify apple music and more just by searching veils world podcast thank you all and i hope y'all enjoyed the episode peace and love Thank you, thank you, thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Vales World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.